The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Dom, a momentous day. Yes, sad news. And we're not going to talk about that sad news. Uh, other sad news, some, some giants of European politics have left the stage. Uh, Boris Johnson has resigned from uh, the House of Commons in the UK and Silvio Berlusconi has resigned from uh, from living. Uh, mm. He's no longer around, having died, I think, at the age of, of 86. Or, but, or in, you know, in terms of normal lifespans, mm. about 140. Both of them, massive controversies, mm. massive amounts of sex with massive amounts of women. Yes, I, I think that there will be a noticeable drop in the amount of sex being had in the halls of power in Europe as a result of these two events. So let's just take a moment to commemorate them both. We'll talk about their records shortly. But I think the most appropriate thing we can do is just a moment of, well, utter advertising. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. That was respectful. I don't know what ad that was. Mm. I'm sure it was the way that certainly Silvio Berlusconi would have wanted to be remembered with. With commerce, yes. people making money. But let's start with Boris Johnson, who's had the most extraordinary career mm. from being a quite well-liked spectator editor and mm. columnist to kind of, um, you know, went on every panel show. I think he went on um, Mock the Week Mock the at week. one point. Yes. Kind of a jolly uh, eccentric of UK life. He wasn't really meant to become Prime Minister, uh, but and yet he just seemed completely unstoppable to the point where he became Prime Minister at the time of the greatest crisis in since World War Two, mm. and which he absolutely monumentally fucked up. Yes, and it seems it seems beautiful that his departure came as a result of not once, not twice, but on on mul- many occasions having parties in violation of his own COVID lockdown laws. Yes, and I think the actual specific thing that he's decided to just resign from is because he's now sort of been caught lying about some of the lies that he told before. Like, like it's sort of getting to the end point of accountability where his lies are just piling up so high that it's just easier to get out of the way. Is I'm, that right? I'm sure that in his head mm. they were true at the moment when he said them. Yes. I just love – they've got a photo here. I've got the timeline of, um, of the events. And, look, the first party that they've looked at, uh, 15th of May 2020, it's a cheese and wine night at Downing Street. Mm. You've got a bunch of staffers out in the it garden really does, sitting around tables. It looks like a party. It looks it? like a party. Yeah. Because uh, part of Johnson's whole thing was – I didn't know they were parties. Mm. Like I just thought of them as gatherings of colleagues at yes, work. Yes, that's right. Yes. So his defence of this first one was these people were at work talking about work, just having wine while they did it. Now mm. at the time yes. the law said uh, you could meet one person outside of your household in an outdoor setting while exercising. Uh, which I suppose oh. they're exercising their they're, mouths. They're exercising their, their culinary mm. capacities. Yeah. And, so, and this, this just kept happening. And then a week later, drinks in the garden. And it was an email saying, welcome to socially distanced drinks in the number 10 garden uh, this evening. And the PM and his wife uh, turned up. Mm. And uh, the police found that this did breach rules at the time. Mm. I mean, at the point where you're inviting people to socially distanced drink, <laughs> they're not you're supposed to meet more than one person. Mm. Who passed the 
thought there's laws again, Charles. Who was it? Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Yes. Passed it. Yeah, that's right. There was another one. There was a farewell gathering. Then there was Boris's birthday. Mm. And he only went to it for 10 minutes to his right. own birthday, apparently. Yes. Because it's, it's like he had lots of work to do because he <laughs> liked working so much. And this is 30 people in and doors in the oh cabinet goodness. room giving him a birthday cake and singing happy birthday. Like the, mm. the, the, the most COVID-y thing you can do is singing. Well, the thing that surprises me about all these revelations, right, is presumably Boris Johnson went to Eton, yes. right, where you learn that rules are not for you. That's right. That you make up rules and then suckers beneath you Mm. follow those rules and you exist on this plane of existence above those rules because you are the ruling class. Yes, and you're so charming and so... Oh, I'm terribly sorry that... I didn't realise. And you go to court and the court just goes, mm. oh, look, well, yeah, I went to the same you know school the, as you. You know the judge. Yeah, yeah exactly. You probably did a nutty run through the quad yes. back in the day. Mm. And so what surprises me about all this is that Boris Johnson actually learnt something at school. Well, you, you, you learn how to bumble through. Now, mm. Rishi Sunak got fined for attending the event, as did Boris Johnson, as did Carrie uh, Simon's mm. uh, Mrs Johnson, the latest Mrs Johnson. There was a party to farewell. Uh, How's Rishi Sunak? going to afford the fine. <laughs> there's just, it's a very, very long list. I'm not going to read them all out, but mm. there's there's another one during a different lockdown in December, the Christmas drinks, uh, where they're all basically 20 of them in a room with platters. Does this look like a work meeting or a party? So what Dom is currently showing me is a photo of a party. Yes. And, and you're saying... Does that look like work? I mean, the difficulty with it is they do look like shit parties. They're pasty British people. So, yes, I mean, it's not a party I would want to attend. But I think the greatest, the greatest Mm. event of them all, and there there are, I don't know, more than a dozen of these parties in Partygate, Mm. it's the 16th of April 2021 where it was the night before Prince Philip's funeral. The nation is in mourning. Oh, yes. Yes. The prince consort has just died. There's going to be the big funeral the next day. And you might remember that the queen was so keen to abide by the rules Mm. that because no one else from her household was at the funeral, Mm. she sat by herself in her 90s mourning her husband. And the the nation went, oh, what a wonderful stoic grandma she was. Mm. Um, Whatever you think of the queen, she did follow the rules on that occasion, the rules set by the government. Mm. The night before uh, the funeral, guess how many parties were held at number 10 Downing Street. Well, more than one. Two. There were two two parties. (laughs) What? Yes. Amazingly enough, there were actually two parties Mm. at number 10. And the apology said to the Queen, uh, it should not have happened at the time that it did. Mm. But it's just it's just extraordinary. And so Boris has resigned in a fit of peak, basically, Mm. having felt victimised simply because he denied that these parties were parties. He went into Parliament and said that they weren't parties. I mean, were they beneath his standards? Were they not debauched enough? <laughs> I know that it didn't at the Bullingdon Club, didn't, didn't they all fuck pigs and stuff? Or was that David Cameron? I, no, so that I, was David Cameron. So easy to get them confused. I mean, I assume given the number of illegitimate children Boris Johnson has, a party's only a party if it involves having sex with a staffer. Yes, I mean, so, it, it, so, there's got to be knocking up for it to be a party yeah, for Boris. So maybe it's just like didn't meet his high standards. Well, but, but how would you know? I mean, we don't know how many children he has. This is the, mm. the Guardian columnist Marina Hyde loves this this factory. Mm. He never acknowledges how many children he no. actually is fathered. And I noticed today, actually, he's in trouble again because apparently he's recommended for a life, like a, a sort of inheritable peerage, mm. like the sort of top 
Piper Peerage, uh, this party worker who looks remarkably like him, and there is a suggestion that she may, in fact, be one of his daughters. But, oh, but no one knows. But how would you know? Well, yes. this, this, this is I mean, the latest st- scandal. Statistically. Yeah, very likely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is the one achievement of his life, I think. The greatest. Mm, yes. and he's very good at writing. Like, like pe- Genghis Khan. Yes. Yeah. He writes op-ed pieces quickly and he, he mm. spreads his seed very, very rapidly. No, well, this is the thing. So the latest scandal, a completely separate scandal, oh, yeah. is his, um, apparently when you're Prime Minister and you leave the job, mm. you get the right to appoint a whole bunch of, yes, members of the House of Lords. Yes. It's just a weird, we don't have this tradition in Australia, mm. but as you leave office... You just go, oh, yeah, put these 10 or 20 people into the House of Lords with a job for life, able mm. to vote on where the laws get passed. Yes. You just get to somehow point your mates to that. Mm. And one of the people on the list, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, was his hairdresser. And admittedly, that's a very difficult job. Yes. I mean, yes. that's probably, if she you can handle it. that, you probably do deserve to be in the House of Lords. Yes. So Boris, you're no longer. But mm. he did say when he was leaving, one part of his statement was, for now, he's going to leave the parliament. Yeah, because I must say, he strikes me as somebody who always believes he's got one more comeback. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, he probably thinks of himself as Churchill. He does. I'm sure he does. Yeah, he he would view himself as... He's already erecting statues to himself in his mm. mind. One more to come back, one more child yes. uh, is, his, is his principle. But look, it's, it's possible, although I gather that the, the rest of the Tories are so cross with him mm. that they may ban him from actually being, you know, getting conservative endorsement. Yeah. Um, because what he did with this list of, of his peers that he wanted was that he said there's a whole process where you send them and they then get evaluated by an independent body mm. just to try and make it not completely cronyism, even mm. though it is cronyism. Yeah. And he just said to Rishi Sunak, mate, can you just, just ignore that step? Just put them straight through. Can you? Just put them straight through. Wow. And amazingly enough, Rishi Sunak went, nah. <laughs> I, no, I actually have to keep my job. I'm not going to do that for you, Boris. I'm sorry. But but look, as he departs mm. UK politics for now, mm. before presumably running for Mayor of London again, we should showcase his, his achievements because his was a momentous Prime Ministership, Charles. He got Brexit done. He was the one. Mm. He was the one who you yes. know, he Destroyed won the no Britain. side. Yeah, yes. he had the the bus yes. with um, saying how all the millions of dollars that was being put to the mm. the EU every single day and how it would go into the NHS. Did that happen? Remind no. me. No, 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 no. It didn't no. it? Didn't happen. No. But it was a good bus. Yes, it was a great bus. Yes. And then uh, what else did he do? Oh, yes, he had, he managed COVID, didn't he? Somehow the UK managed to have. Both the most lockdowns, I think, yes. just about anywhere, and, and the, the most, most deaths. deaths. Yes, yeah, I mean, it, it, you know why? Why is that? What they did. This is genius. It was when they realised that it was incredibly infectious. Mm. They decided, well, we shouldn't have old people in hospitals because the hospitals will become incredible sort of oh, hotbeds yes. of of spreading this disease. Mm. So they very sensibly discharged all the old people who had it back into the old aged aged care in homes. In the homes, naturally. Yes. And so that that was at least an extra 100,000 right there dead mm. uh, because essentially every aged care home uh, then had... It was a hotbed. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Basically. A, yeah. It spread almost as quickly as Boris Johnson's DNA. Mm. Yeah. Um, and no, I remember, I mean, that they did manage to protect the hospitals for a time. And yes. what they did was the nice thing, they, they, they clapped. They clapped. Do you remember they all yes. clapped the NHS workers? Yeah. Yes. They didn't 
really help them in any meaningful no. way. They didn't pay them properly. They didn't no. give them decent working conditions. It was almost, they didn't clap. I think it was a sort of, at least from Boris Johnson, a sarcastic clap. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes. It, was uh, it was an ironic clap. Yes. Uh, and then he gave them the clap. Yes. So, <laughs> so Boris is, is no longer. I mean, I will always remember Boris. The, the image for me, and I've said, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast before, but the image to me that, that typifies Boris, and I, I love the footage more than any other footage from the UK in the past 30 years or so, is where he tried to celebrate the London Olympics, which he helped to organise, presumably, or mm. just sort of took credit for. And he comes in on a zip line yes. and he's got a helmet on, he's got a UK flag in a Union Jack in each hand dangling, mm. and he just gets caught, suspended in midair. Somehow he's too heavy to get to the end of the zip line and he just sort of dangles in midair, doing absolutely nothing, mm. waving the flag and looking like a tit. Very symbolic. <laughs> but presumably during the course of the zip line, he managed to knock up a few women. Yes, that's right. There you go. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. The Chaser Report. More news, less often. So farewell to him. And look, speaking of sex, uh, Silvio Berlusconi. Mm. It's, it's tempting to remember him just for the bunga bunga parties, mm. the um, sort of outrageous uh, sex parties where he had sex with an underage sex worker and mm. so on and then lied and paid her off and all this sort of stuff. Mm. But he did so many other fucked things as mm. well and I, th- I think it's important to, to remember what they all were. I, I've, uh, what I loved about uh, the tribute on ABC Radio this morning to Sil- Silvio Berlusconi mm. was the amount of surprise that they had over just how little time he spent in jail given how many terrible things he did over the... Like, he got into trouble quite a lot. He did. Because he was he was quite corrupt as well Absolutely. as... Absolutely. Yeah. Well, not, technically not, Charles, because mm. what he did was, and oh, this is his right. masterstroke, yes. was that he would he, change the law. He abolished corruption. So that the thing yes. that he did with, that was illegal... Wasn't was illegal. Not illegal anymore. Well, yeah. That's a perfect example. He's being buried in this absolutely ridiculous giant underground mausoleum mm. at his villa. Yes. Uh, where apparently there's giant kind of pl- plaster models of mobile phones and money and stuff he wants to take with him into the afterlife. Mm. And they've got enough space there for 30 or 40 lovers as well as himself. Um, but that was illegal. Building that mausoleum was illegal until his party changed the law, so it wasn't. Yes. And that's just a great way to run a country. Yes, yes. He was very innovative in many ways. Probably his biggest achievement, I think, was finding out a loophole that let him basically own commercial television in Italy Yes, while also then running for office. So he controlled the media and the country, which is always mm. just a great thing in a democracy. And of, and the football team. Oh, of course, AC Milan he owned mm. as well. So he owned the most popular football team and the commercial TV. And the name of his party was Forza Italia, which is the the cheer that AC Milan fans cheer. Well, for the it's, it's, it's oh, for the national team. Oh, for so the at national the world, team, right. At the World Cup, Forza Azzurri means go blues. So Forza Italia, uh, you know, go Italy, basically. Yeah. That, was, that was probably the extent of his kind of political vision. Yes. Just yay and I'm going to own everything and get lots of money. Yes. There's this amazing story about him giving Colonel Gaddafi billions of euros at one point for stopping people arriving on boats. Mm. Just, and he was, he was Vladimir Putin's only friend. Apparently, oh. the only person who actually liked Vladimir Putin and apparently sent him a bottle of wine quite recently for his birthday. Oh. 
Oh, even so this nice. year. Yeah. yeah. Even this year. I think he was still a senator. Mm. He just, they could never oh, get yeah, rid of no, him. Oh, yeah, no, he was always on the cusp of a comeback. He was yeah. always going to, you know, like, and I think actually his his party, uh, I don't think it's called Foots Retaliate anymore, but he's, he's starting to thrive again. Like, Oh, the, it's, in, it's in power. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. not part of it anymore, I no. don't think, but he's certainly still there. Yeah. Um, one well, of my, he's not there. He's yeah, dead, he dead now, now yeah. but, yeah, but yeah. he was he was in the Senate, but he, he's, he had waned somewhat. Yes. And he was uh, kind of hobbling around and stuff, mm. but still having sex, I'm sure, with sex workers. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, in the same way that in England, as you leave office, you can appoint House of Lords. Is there any sort of thing in Italy where, when you leave this world, mm. you can appoint people to I don't know, come with you to the House of Lords? I would think or I mean, at I would the House think of the Lord in the sky. Somehow, just it'd be some sort of celestial sex party, right? Okay. Um, there's a great story about him when he owned AC Milan. He owned another club called Monza. Mm. And uh, I think it's only last year he gave this this talk or, or so on. He said, every time you beat the top teams, I'll get a bus full of whores to come to your locker room. And he's just always mm. creating jobs. He was really, yes. he was really pro-employment. It's very, it's very strange how we had, we had Scott Morrison, mm. the UK had Boris Johnson, Italy had... Sylvia Berlusconi. They're all of a of a type, aren't they? But Charles, no. I mean, <laughs> the thing is Scott Morrison was so humorless and mm. never did anything outrageous. Well, no, I shouldn't say that. He never did anything outrageous in his personal life. Mm. I mean, politically, sure, yeah. all the jobs and so on. But he never did anything ridiculous in public so life. So what's the Australian analogue? Bob Hawke? Was I mean, he the yes, Bob Hawke? I guess if yes. Bob Hawke in a sense in terms of being yeah, and all the sex. Yeah. Um, Berlusconi, this is one of the best things that Berlusconi did. He didn't do much. In, in terms of international relations. Mm. At one point uh, there was a big summit in Trieste in, in Italy mm. and uh, he jumped out from behind a monument uh, behind Angela Merkel, the German chancellor, and shouted cuckoo. Uh, that was a thing that he did at one point. Mm. Played a hilarious practical joke right. on, on uh, Angela Merkel, who I think probably wasn't subjected to many practical jokes during her life. No, I suspect <laughs> she wasn't. And I, I suspect she would have just... Sort of nodded mm. sagely and mm. seriously. And yes, uh, he also pissed off the Queen, which is quite fun because uh, he was shouting at a summit, shouting Mr. Obama, Mr. Obama. And she turned around and said, what is it? Why does he have to shout? And, I mean, he just did. That was just the way he lived. He lived loud. Mm. He, he loved loud. Mm. And he absolutely fucked Italy up for a long time uh, with massive levels of corruption. So... What a life. Yeah, but uh, to be fair, Italy was corrupt before yeah, Silvio Berlusconi. It was, it was an unusual <laughs> example. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he just did it better. Yeah. I think he was Prime Minister longer than anybody post-war. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Since Mussolini, who he liked, by the way. He really liked Mussolini. He said <sighs> Mussolini never killed anyone. So, you know, with all the deaths this year, mm. 2023 is not turning out too badly. There's been a lot of deaths. You've had George Pell, you've had Rolf Harris, you've had Silvio Berlusconi. It feels like there have been a lot of major deaths recently. Yeah, I, I feel like there was a couple more pedos. There have been a few. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, uh, well, we had Ghislaine Maxwell got convicted this year, didn't she? Didn't well, she? I, I presume oh. that the death is imminent. I presume yeah, whoever did, yeah. Jeffrey Epstein will get to her too. Yeah. Prince no, Andrew. It's not a bad year. It's been, a, it's, yeah. it's been an interesting year. Yeah. I mean, Boris Johnson, um, I presume, will just carry on for decades. He's got he's got many more children to father. Oh yeah. Well, isn't there? I, I'm pretty sure one of those 
sexually transmitted diseases. I think it's syphilis mm. is the one that actually uh, wards against other diseases. Like, oh, that's great. They use, I think they now use syphilis in the treatment of MS. Uh, what's it called? Multiple, Multiple sclerosis. sclerosis. Yes. Yeah, so oh, I'm there's pre- no chance of Boris getting that. I'm pretty sure they, they've now come up with these sort of counter-viral uh, treatments. Where you, you what a used petri one. dish he must be! <laughs> yeah. And every child he he, he parents, so fathers would just have this amazing inheritance of resistance to everything. <laughs> That's right, exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Two absolute fuckers. Mm. Uh, one dead, one resigned. That's the that's the latest from Europe. Our gear is from Road. We're part of the Iconoclast Network. See you next time. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.